This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go. Let's do this. It's Friday, 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 summer Friday on the fan. Al is off. We've got the big zoo. We've got Mike, Chris, Flegelman with us, and say what's up to you guys as we will take you to 6 o'clock to the Boomer NGO program. At this point, you guys know the format. We'll talk some stuff. Middle segment, three quick calls. We'll take a few of your calls on the Mets, the Yankees, or really anything you want to discuss, and then some stuff later on as well. And we'll start with baseball and why the hell not. Now, we could do the Mets. That's fine. They buried the Marlins last night, and we certainly have some Chris Bassett stuff to get to and some audio as well that will accompany it. But start with the Yankees because I will tell you, last night, You go into a series with the Red Sox. Now, listen, I know Sal had some fun with the Braves and the Atlanta people when the Mets were up by 10 games and certainly gotten a lot closer than even he probably would like right now, although they're back up by three and a half with last night's win. But let's be honest and see what we see in the AL East. Let's get to October already. I mean, good grief. A 15-game lead on the Red Sox now after the Yankees win last night. And what was... I guess you would say interesting about last night. The Yankees score the five runs to take that 5 nothing lead. Boston battles back. Yes, Raphael Devers hit another couple of home runs off Garrett Cole. I think it's, I forget what the number is, five or six and 24 at-bats against Cole. Okay, fine. Got it. At the end of the day, though, the Yankees come out. The bullpen continues to be lights out. But it's funny how at 5-2 to two and two outs, you get the triple by Aaron Hicks as he bangs it off the wall. Look like a home run. It doesn't go over the fence. Fine, fair enough. But uh, what what could be just an innocent triple with two out, you get the next guy out, which was Jose Trevino, and the Red Sox can move on. It's amazing to me watching baseball as much and as long as I have how that two out nobody on thing seems like you're about to cruise through an inning. Next thing you know, run comes in, two runs come in, and it's not so easy getting that third out. So I take it last night. Yankees up 5-2. Two-out triple by Aaron Hicks. Zoo is my fader up. Am I good for some audio? And then Jose Trevino pops up what appears to be the end of the inning. And I remind you, these are major leaguers. And popped up. Let me stop for a second. I could give you John Sterling, but I'm giving you the Nesson call because these guys, as you can imagine, are baffled by what happens. And popped up. Here comes Franchi. He wants to take it, but it's going to drop in. Runner down to second base, and a run comes in. There's no one there at third. He almost went. And that falls in to make it 6-2. to A pop-up on the infield. It goes uncaught. Wow. These are major leaguers. So Cordero comes in from first base, overruns the pop-up, and it's kind of like... 
when you were back in grade school or maybe high school and you started to see those high towering pops from the coach that would be hitting the fungal bat or whatever, even just a player in a game. And all of a sudden that ball, not so easy to catch. That's what it looked like last night. And at the time you're thinking, you know what? It's six two, whatever. Well, that turned out to be the winning run as the Yankees win six, five. And it's incredible as you would go on and listen to the guys on Nesson they're clueless as to what exactly happens here, and listen to a couple of the theories they have. Don't know what happened. Is there is there wind? Just not, got away not, from him. He, he maybe he took his eye off it for a second, couldn't pick it back up. That's it. Not sure you can blame and, the and wind. The sky right? is kind of weird. It's not all completely dark. That's it. So wind and a changing sky, or as they said, right in the middle of it, maybe he just missed it, and that's what wound up happening. And the Yankees get another. Series opening victory as they win last night. Again, that was Nesson with the call on Trevino's RBI double. I believe they changed it to an error and then changed it back to an RBI double. But, I mean, no one touched it. That is an error, though. It's funny, too, watching it because you think, and I forget the kid's name, the pitch, which Kowski or whatever the hell his name is. Pitchers, for whatever reason, and I guess it's because they don't, you don't want them tripping, coming off the mound, whatever. God, it'd be so easy if you just came off and made the catch. Instead of sitting there staring, waiting for someone to come in from a position, but whatever. I understand that's the way it's been done for years and will continue to. But good fortune for the Yankees. You get the grand slam by Josh Donaldson. Now, Donaldson and Hicks really have heated up of late. Donaldson had a good day in Pittsburgh the day prior. Just crushed the home run last night. And you start to look at this Yankee lineup, and you think, my goodness, if Aaron Hicks is going to start to do what he's doing, because he had, not only did he have the triple, also had a home run in this game. If Josh Donaldson is going to start producing, like Josh Donaldson, you know, back in his younger days, and all, and you've got Judge, and I know Judge didn't play last night, but you got Judge, and you've got Stanton, just to name a couple of the big boppers. I mean, there's no stopping this team. I mean, maybe the Astros sure will get in their way in the ALCS, but my point is, getting to October, they might win this division by 25 games. And that might sound like an exaggeration, but they're 60 and 23. It's They're that good. They really are. And especially when you figure that Garrett Cole gives up a couple of home runs. It wasn't a lockdown night for him. You could certainly make the case aside from the two home runs he gave up that he was really good. Okay, you could say that. But he gives you enough to win. And then the bullpen for the final three innings or whatever it was, you know, Peralta comes in, outstanding. You got King, outstanding. And you've got this Clay Holmes. And you really do wonder, too. And I know we saw Chapman the, the previous couple of games in different types of scenarios, not safe situations, clearly, but to kind of work his way back. Where does he fit now? If Clay Holmes is turning into, right before our eyes, the guy that you want out there in the ninth inning... Aroldis Chapman, to me, is the guy, when you've looked back when he was great in his career, and, you know, clearly he's not a young man anymore. He's not 23. Um, can still get it done, I think. But he's an, he's an adrenaline guy, at least from what I've seen over the years. If he's not going to be your savior, your, your save guy in the ninth inning, then what is he? Where does he fit? Could he be an eighth-inning guy? Could he be a lefty specialist? Is he someone you look to move? I, mean, I don't know. But what I see out of this team in this bullpen has been unwavering, basically. 
And the job that Clay Holmes has done cannot go unnoticed. And not that it has. I mean, we've sung his praises now for weeks, and rightly so. And King, who he had a little bit of his ups and downs, but for the most part, he's been mostly up. You know, you've you've really got a marvel of, again, long way to go, and I get it. But show me the signs that it's going to slow down. Because when you look up and down the lineup, for instance, and as I say, you've got guys now like Donaldson and Hicks doing what they've been doing, and that doesn't include LeMayhew and Stanton and Judge. It's almost as if you can have a couple of guys have an off night, and you're going to be fine. You know, you got your three-hitter last night, Matt Carpenter, Goes 0 for 5. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. John Carlos Denton, 0 for 3. That's 0 for 8 out of two of your biggest spots in the lineup. Does not matter. Not when Josh Donaldson hits a grand slam. Not when Aaron Hicks is getting on base and doing what you would have hoped he would done, would have done at the beginning of the season. So the Yankees have been a machine. It's almost like we keep beating a dead horse, and I get it. But it seems like for me, the more I watch them, the more impressed I am by them. And so I'll present this question to you. I don't know. Maybe you join me for three quick calls coming up after the break. 877-337-6666. If you've got the team that is 60 and 23, now let's figure out or let's think about what they could be around the trade deadline. So it's July 8th right now. Let's say another three weeks, you've really got to make a decision. So in three weeks, and I don't know the exact number of games, you got the all-star break mixed in there, but you got 21 days, you got the all-star break. So let's say they have, and I don't know this is the accurate number, but let's just say for number's sake, they've got 16 games to go before that point. It is not out of the realm of possibility at all. Matter of fact, I kind of expect it, that they go 12-4 and four over the next 16 games. It's not nuts. That would put them, listen to this number, that would put them at 72 and 27. What do we really have to improve upon? You want to say a a starter? Okay, I I get it. You can always improve your starting pitching, sure. But other than that, I mean, you want to get Joey Gallo out of the lineup? Yep, I've certainly heard that too. The point is, how much better can they get? 72, and and again, that's if they went 12 and 4. And I don't know why they wouldn't. 72 and 27 they would be. That is unbelievable when you think about how some of the other good teams in Major League Baseball are playing. So we heard from Hal Steinbrenner that they will present their case, meaning Brian Cashman and his people, about what to do, what not to do. But sometimes the best move might be the move you don't make. But we'll see. That's why they get paid the big bucks. I repeat, a 15-game lead on the Red Sox. 15. It's insane. It really is what they're doing. Now, who knows? They go on and lose the next three games, and I'll sound like an idiot on Monday. Won't be the first. Won't be the last time. I don't see that happening, though. Especially not, and I got to be. I got to tell you, going around some of these baseball games, some of these people that are playing, Connor Siebold tonight is pitching against Nestor Cortez. Who the hell is he? I don't know that he's pitched all that much. I see his ERA is over eight. I did go to the Nationals-Phillies game yesterday. Never heard of either starting pitcher, to be completely honest. But that's where we're at. I know it's a big turnover. I understand. And Chris Sale is trying to work his way back, and we'll get to him in a couple of minutes too, as he did speak to the media after his nonsense, (laughs) which was kind of funny, in the minor leagues. But, yeah, Yankees uh, get their 60th win on the season. 
last night as they win in Boston. Garrett Cole gets the win, and all is good in Yankee land. I'm going to give you I'm, – I'm not going to talk about the Mets just yet. I will give you, since it's Red Sox-related, if I can find it here, there was uh, – Chris Sale did talk yesterday about what happened when he kind of lost his mind off the field the other night. And while he looks like a child, I got to tell you, his reasoning for it is not awful. As much as he's been nuts, and I know he chopped up that jersey years and years and years ago because he didn't like the way it looked. He's a crazy man. He is. But it's also what makes him probably so good. This is his explanation as to why he does something out of the ordinary when he doesn't succeed. This was Chris Sale yesterday. You know, if you want me to act like a normal person, you got to treat me like a normal person, right? This isn't like a normal atmosphere. You know, if I was at Bank of America, it wouldn't fly, right? We're not at the Bank of America. This is sports. This is leverage. This is pressure. This is, I take a lot of pride in what I do. I got to tell you, I know that you can sit there and say, oh, shut up and just, you know, act like a professional. I get what he's saying. You know, it means a lot to some of these guys. And when you don't perform at the level that you expect to, sometimes you kind of lose your mind. Now, I don't know that beating up a light and then tearing things off the wall makes the most sense. But I guess in the heat of the moment, I do understand the whole adrenaline rush. I understand what they're dealing with, what's at stake, how he wants to get back. He needs to perform, blah, blah, blah. I get all that. Again, doesn't make it right, but at least I sort of understand where he is coming from. And then I give you one other um, let's see here. This is another one from Sale. You never want to do it, but when it happens, you got to do it the right way, not injure yourself or somebody around you. Right. So when he did it, he was in the tunnel. He was by himself. No one got hurt. But, boy, he did look like a lunatic. There is no question about it. And the Red Sox need him because while the Yankees will, I believe, cruise into the postseason, it's going to be a battle, I do think, for teams like Boston and Toronto and Tampa if another team jumps up there in terms of getting into October baseball. Then he's going to be a big part of that. You know, They're going to need him at some point because while last night was serviceable, I guess you would say, out of their starter, it wasn't great. It wasn't a great start. You know, you can't give up six runs in five innings and think you did your job. Kept them in the game, I guess. But you need, when you're going to go up against teams like the Astros and the Yankees, and yeah, I'll even say teams like the Twins because they are in first place, or at least at last check they were, you need better than that. And so Chris Sale working his way back, that should give Boston a big boost whenever he does get back, assuming around the All-Star break. Maybe a little bit before, we shall see. But Boston had a horrendous start to the season, really bounced back. And, um, you know, here they are now trying to make a playoff run as we get into, as they call them, the dog days of summer. And they are going to need everything that they can get from him. Nestor Cortez goes tonight against this kid, Seabold. And for Cortez, it's been an interesting year because he was dominant the first two months of the season to where I would even say best pitcher in baseball. That's how good he was. Over the first eight weeks, he was good. I believe he was good in, where were they? Oh, yeah, yeah, the Cleveland. But prior to that, a couple of starts that were a little bit shaky, not uh, not the first two months like. And so he's on the mound tonight in a game that, I mean, just pitching-wise, you would think the Yankees should win. Uh, we shall see. That having been said, the Mets with a ho-hum 10-0 blowout win over the Marlins. We will get to them coming up in a little bit, but J.D. Davis did have the grand slam. Uh, good to see James, really two struggling guys coming through in a big way. James McCann, who has not had a good season with the bat, hit the three-run homer as well. And so the Mets win a game that they probably should have won, and uh, they move three and a half games ahead of Atlanta, who finally lose a game. They lost to the one easy, though. 
Lost to the Cardinals in 11 innings last night in Atlanta. And then you've got Chris Bassett and his COVID stuff. We will get to that and his audio coming up in just a little while as well. 877-337-6666. If you so choose to call, three quick calls on the other side. It's the warm-up show till 6, just getting started. Boomer and Geo, a summer Friday on The Fan. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Have something to say? We'll answer the phone. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook. Better odds and favorable prices. Al and Jerry, longtime tag team champions. Yes, but my partner is off. He is down the Jersey Shore. He'll be back on Monday, Monday, Monday. It is the warm-up show till 6 o'clock. Time now for what we call... Three quick calls, or maybe just a couple of calls and a tweet. We'll see. Uh, 877-337-6666. You heard them say that we'll answer your calls. That's Big Zoo that's going to answer your call. But again, three quick calls, and then I will get to a tweet as well. And Chris Bassett uh, also coming up. And I have to spend just a minute at some point in the hour talking about James Kahn, who passed away at the age of 82. Some of his... Roles, I almost you almost forget about because it's just you think Sonny and the Godfather, but so much more that he did. So we'll get to James Con at some point before six o'clock as well. But three quick calls. We start with Joe in Orange County. Joe, good morning. How are you, sir? Good morning, Jerry. Uh, this is Joe Construction. Remember me? I gave you guys a construction report all over. Nice. All right, I do remember. Yes. All right. Yeah. Listen. So uh, don't count the Red Sox out. I'm a big Yankee fan from the kid. And I remember it was July 19th. Not happening. 1978. Not happening. Not happening. But I'm just saying, listen, I want the Yankees to be up 30 games, but don't count them out. I'm counting them out. 
Really? Because that's a big rivalry, bro. Count, Joe, if, counting they the mount, counting the mount in terms of winning the division. You want to? I understand. I understand seventy. I've read it. I know. I got gotcha. you. But in the postseason, who the hell knows? But right now, this team's too good. I'm sorry. I, I don't see. They're not blowing a 15 game lead to the, And if they do, let's mark down this date, and I'll never say anything ever again. Jerry, say hi to everybody, man. And next week, you got to convince Al to take a couple of calls. This is no chance. Nah, no chance. But thanks, Joe. I do appreciate it. Uh, yeah, and man. Big Zoo, Joe says hello. So he says hi. Everybody else, hello. Uh, one more in a tweet, maybe. John in Westchester. What's up, John? What's going on, Jerry? How are you doing? I'm all right. Yourself? Uh, good. Took the kids to uh, uh, jiu-jitsu uh, last night. Nice. So, um, yeah. Now, why don't you do it? I do. Oh, good for you. There you go. Yeah. Well, no, I'm the, uh, the guy that met up with you and got the uh, calendars from you. Oh, cool. What's up, John? That's awesome, man. That's cool. That's great. I didn't realize. John in Westchester just means John in Westchester to me. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, listen, it's uh, like you say, we're here, we're gone. <laughs> yeah, well, it is something like that. <laughs> it's, I'll tell you this real quick. On that note, not to depress anybody, but a, fr- a friend of mine uh, has asked me to speak to a group of kids, whatever, fine. He's like, could you do me a favor? Just put something together. Um, about. He's like, do you have a resume? I'm like, no, I don't actually, because I haven't had to write a resume since I started working here in 1997. And the jobs I've gotten, for whatever reason, I haven't had to hand in a resume. So I haven't written one in literally 25 years. So he goes, could you just put something together so that I can hand out or show people? I said, sure, no problem. And I start writing it down, and the one thing that really jumped off the page was, A, the fact that it says, join WFAN in 1997, which sounds ridiculous at this point. And then even when I look at, I wrote down, play-by-play, Columbia football and basketball, 2006 to 2016. 2006 is 16 years ago now. It's like, my God, are we getting old. So, yes, here one day, and you never know when you're gone the next. That is very true. Exactly. I just turned 39 the other day. So, Happy birthday, uh, sir. Thank you. Completely understand that. But, no, the uh, the thing I wanted to talk about is, I'm a diehard Yankee fan. Is there any, because I don't want Aaron Judge running around in center field every single day. He's six foot six, 260. But he's, in, he's I know. I, I I had this conversation with Sal last week. I get it. I understand this notion that center field is more demanding. But I got to tell you, John, I, <laughs> these guys are world class athletes. And I so I'm at the Phillies game yesterday. Yes, I did go down to Philadelphia to see the Phillies and Nationals. It was a nice day. It was a four o'clock start. All was good. And yeah, I'm watching these guys in the outfield. How much action do you think there is in a baseball game for real? And how much action do you think the outfield actually gets? Seven to eight plays. That's it. That is it. They're standing out there doing nothing for most know, of the time. Coach is a monster of a man. Oh, I know, but but he's a but he's a great athlete. I you know I I don't know this this conversation, and I understand it. I do, but it bothers me to my core because you've got guys that are seven feet tall running up and down a basketball court eighty-two times a year. You're asking these guys to make four plays a game. We can't do that 150 times a year. Doesn't it sound just a little crazy when you put it in no, terms like that? It, it sounds crazy, but when they're looking for 
$300 million for a contract. Well, maybe, maybe part of the reason why these guys get hurt is because they're not out there every day. I, I don't know. I, the cover, it's a weird conversation to have because, like I say, when I think about the NBA guy who's running up and down the floor nonstop, well, I know they jog a lot of times, but they are, they're at least moving, you know, 82 times a game if they play every game. Um, and then you're just talking about a player who's got to just run five times in a night or six or seven or eight times, not 80. It just seems crazy to me. But I understand your point. You want the $350 million. I get it. And you got to stay on the field. But sometimes maybe repetition is what keeps you on the field. No, repetition is like with Brazilian jiu-jitsu, with wrestling. It's repetition, muscle memory is what makes the difference. Right. So then, John, and I do appreciate your call very much, and we'll talk soon. Uh, that, that to me, is everything. It really is. It's the more you do something, the more apt your body gets to doing it. I don't know. It's a strange conversation to have because we're talking about guys that want to make. Think, think about this logic for a second. And I know it's monopoly money at this point, and it's not real to a lot of us. By the way, that was three quick calls, but only two today, and that's fine. Um, we're talking about players that will turn down, because Aaron Judge did turn down, what was it, roughly $29 million a year, I think the Yankees were offering him, for more. And yet at the same time, we're saying we got to give him games off so that he can actually be physically ready in the postseason. What? So you can't play 160 games for that, what you want to be maybe close to $40 million a year? It's, it's ludicrous. It really is. When you really sit down and think about it, it's like we want to wrap them up in bubble wrap just to get to October healthy. Well, maybe the answer is actually playing more. I don't know. You want $40 million a year. Maybe you got to go play 160 games. Is that asking too much? Apparently it is for some. But I will tell you, when you go down, when you go down the list of players... And this can be the pitching conversation, too. And, I, again, I'll never understand how pitchers get hurt every other day in this day and age of nutrition and fitness and exercise and, you know, sports scientists. And it's, it's crazy to me how often pitchers get hurt and how much time they miss. When I, and I'm not an old guy. Well, I'm getting there, but I'm not yet. But I'm not one of these guys that was watching, you know, guys throwing in the 40s and 50s and 60s. So I'm not... You can't use that argument against me. But guys would make 40 starts in a season routinely every year. Right now, a guy throws 200 innings. We celebrate him like he's Cy Young. Guys used to throw 350 innings and not get hurt. There's got to be something to the repetition. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you keep these guys on the field because – you want to get paid like you're going to play every day, yet we want to take them off the field and not play them every day so that they're there every day in the postseason. It's a bizarre conversation to have. It really is. And when you throw the money into the mix, I don't know. It's kind of nuts. That having been said, I like Aaron Judge in center field. I had the conversation with Sal last week. I think he enjoys center field. I don't necessarily need to know or need to make a move for a center fielder. It's working. And, oh, by the way, just this little caveat to it, he's played center field a lot this year. He's got 30 home runs, and we're not at the All-Star break yet. So it would appear to me, I don't know, maybe I'm nuts, that it's working.
Why screw around with it? I really am a big proponent of if it's not broken, why are we trying to fix it? Anyhow, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, Chris Bassett and the Mets, and then some on James Conn at some point this hour as well. It is Jerry, or well, Alan Jerry, although Al is not here. It's the warm-up show till 6, Boomer and Geo then, Summer Friday Buffet. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The fan is on your smart speaker. To listen to the home of New York sports, just say, hey, Alexa, play WFAN. Al and Jerry, keto-friendly and GMO-free. feel the noise. Girls, rock your boys. What version is this? It is the version. No, it's not. It's one of the versions. Uh, you can say that again. All right, 541, Alan Jerry until 6. Al will be back on Monday. One quick one before I do Chris Bassett. It's amazing how, depending upon where you grow up, what's popular. So CBS Sports Network, as their lead-in to the Boomer and Geo program, a lot of days will be like the the the, the that powerlifting stuff from the 1980s or whatever, the world's strongest man strongest competition. Man competition. Yep. So this morning is bull riding. I'm sure it's somewhere in Texas. I have no idea. Whoever thinks that's a good idea needs their head examined. As a guy just got trampled, got thrown off the bull in a second, and then the bull with his back heels basically trampled on his chest, and they had to rush out to get him off the, I don't know what you call it, the pit, I guess. Good Lord. Anyhow, if you like it, good for you, but I could not. And then the next guy that comes on, they couldn't even get, and he's limping off already. He stayed on the bull for 1.9 seconds before the bull threw him halfway across the ring. And they couldn't even get him out to the ring because the bull was jumping up and down. Ay, crazy. Anyhow, so let's get to, we already talked about the Yankees for a while. Um, the Mets last night with the blowout went over the Marlins. Great start to the weekend, and it really should be an awesome weekend at City Field. I think the Keith Hernandez stuff is tomorrow, so that should be fun. I was there last Sunday when they played the Rangers. Weird feel. It was a good crowd. It wasn't a great crowd. It was the Rangers, which is odd. I don't know. I know this interleague stuff you're getting more and more used to, but I don't know. There's something about the Mets and the Rangers that didn't make much sense to me, but so be it. This is at least a division game. And the Mets right now with a three and a half game lead uh, in the NLEs. Now, tonight, you do have Chris Bassett on the mound as they continue the series. I'm going to play a couple of things from Bassett. So, Bassett had missed time, as you know, for being in COVID protocol. I understand what he's saying to a certain point here, but I also think sometimes you're better off just not saying anything because he contradicts himself, number one, as I'll play for you, and two, why open yourself up to the con- to further the conversation? I understand he was out longer than he wanted to be. I get it, but he's back now, and he's healthy, and he feels good. Leave it there. Instead, he was asked about missing time, and he says how... Never had a, he was, let's just say he was upset that he missed as much time as he did. And he was asked what the solution is then if you were unhappy. Stop testing it. Stop, stop acting like COVID is 
far worse than a lot of other things. All right, so you can argue that point till you want. That's not what I'm. That's not why I'm playing this because for some people it is worse than than other things, and for some people it's literally nothing with no symptoms, and for others it's a cold. Who knows? Different for other people. Here's where it gets a little weird, though, as he discusses why he should have never said anything. I'm not trying to get too much into it, but I was never sick. Never had a symptom. All right, so let's just, let me hear that one more time. Never had a symptom. Never had a symptom. Okay, fair enough. But then he says literally 30 seconds later. Only symptom so-called that I had was the second game versus Houston. I was just way more sluggish, tired than I usually have. Okay, so I'm sorry. So is it that, as he first said. Never had a symptom. Or is it that he did have a symptom? Only symptom so-called that I had was the second game versus Houston. I was just way more sluggish, tired than I usually have. Stop talking. Stop talking. These guys talk in circles. So you can't on one hand say, felt fine, never had a symptom. And then when they say, all right, but then why did you test yourself? Well, I kind of had a symptom. <laughs> so which one is it? Come on. Which one is it? Ay, ay, ay. And then he talks about how he found out he was positive because he had a symptom. Test myself was positive, so I basically had the choice to tell them so I can kind of protect my teammates or not say anything and put my teammates at risk a little. Oh, nice. Okay. (laughs) So we can tell them and protect our teammates or not say anything and hope everybody's okay. This is the the weird line that we're walking. I'm, I'm with them. I get it. It seems like for most of us, it's not, it hasn't been that big, but there are some people that have struggled with it. So if you're going to all of a sudden make that decision, be careful. Or once again, how about this? Shut up. Stop talking. Just say, I dealt with it. It sucked that I missed time, but I'm back, baby. And I'm going to go out and pitch lights out tomorrow. End of conversation. Why would you ever go further? There's no need to. Because you know what you are now? You're a storyline. And now we got to write about it. And now idiots like me got to play the clips because you're contradicting yourself within a a 40-second answer. Just goofy. So I hope for his sake that he goes out and pitches well. I hope for his sake that he's healthy. It seems like he is, so that's all good. So we're not going to worry too much about that. But, you know, the one thing about this is, and we've dealt with it here. I'm sure you guys out there have dealt with it at work at some point, somewhere in your family. And I don't really give a crap what political side you're on. That's This is not a political conversation. Political conversation. We've dealt with it here, too. Newsflash. Every single person in power or in charge has been dealing with something we've never dealt with before, and they're trying to figure it out on the fly. Is it frustrating? You're damn right it's frustrating. But at this point, we do the best we can, and we move on. You know, there have been times over the last couple of years where you have felt not great, tested. It wasn't COVID. Great. So you can move on with your life. There were times when you felt a little off. You had COVID. Guess what? You got to deal with the protocols. We're all trying to figure it out together. Even two years later. It's actually longer than that now. Right? What is it? July? So two years and three months, basically. Four months. And we're still trying to figure it out. So I get his frustration. I do. But boy, he could have avoided any of this by just not discussing it. That's all. Because even in that one clip where he talks about keeping his teammates safe, he also talks about how he's got a daughter and he wants to be as safe as he can. Yeah, exactly. You'd never forgive yourself otherwise if something ever happened. So that was the Chris Bassett thing. 
Um, but good win for the Mets last night. Always good. It was one of those agita free nights that they have not had many of. Real quick, um, on and I'll save James Kahn for the final segment. Maybe G will have something to say about it, too. I'll probably have a minute on the other side of the break. Ballpark experience, real fast. So I've had two of them now in the last week. I went to City Field on Sunday. I went to Philadelphia yesterday. Nice 4 o'clock game. Now, some people would say, why in the hell would you go see the Phillies and the Nationals? I'll tell you why. A, I enjoy, I, I really do enjoy going to games. I always have, and I've always said, if the Mets or even the Yankees were a little bit closer and a little more convenient, that I would love to have season tickets. It's just something from the time I was a kid. I, it's why we get into this. Is for Maybe not Al, because he hates sports, but for the rest of us, we actually get into this because we enjoy the games. We enjoy going to the games, enjoy watching the games. For me, as expensive as it might be, I still enjoy the experience. Now, yesterday, the beauty of going to yesterday's game was twofold. Number one, it's easy going to Philadelphia and Citizens Bank Ballpark, and it's a beautiful park. So that's number one. Number two, four o'clock game usually means good prices. Tack on the fact that the Phillies were playing the stinky Nationals, good prices. We sat 12th row. I think on StubHub we paid $31 a ticket. I mean, that's awesome. So for sit with all the fees, I think it was $75. We sat that close to where you got Reese Hoskins throwing balls out to the crowd after every inning, and we're close enough that we were in the mix to get one. Didn't, but you're in the mix and you're that close. And then the biggest factor for me, was it was easy to go to a game for a change on a work day to where I could get home, I could take a quick nap, grab my son, get to the game early, watch the full nine innings, and not feel like I got to run out the door, and then get home at a reasonable time where I'm not looking at the clock saying, oh, I got to get up in three hours. I was home by 8.30. It was. It honestly was awesome. Watch the full nine Got in the car, was able to dial up. Oh, my God, this bull just threw a guy about 20 feet. Jesus. Um, Was able to watch the full nine innings and enjoyed the game without having to worry about anything. And then you get in the car and you dial up Howie Rose on the Sirius XM when you're in Pennsylvania. Was able to listen to the first couple of innings of the Met game. As I got closer, I got John Sterling on. I was able to listen to the Yankee game. Got home at 830. It doesn't get better than that. And the experience the last two times to City Field on Sunday and Citizens Bank Ballpark yesterday really was outstanding. No traffic either game, and it made it for a great experience. Now, it did help, ironically enough, not huge crowds for either game. City Field on Sunday, I think, was twenty six or 27,000, which is far shy of a sellout. Yesterday at Citizens Bank Park, it was 22,000. So good atmosphere, but not overcrowded. Get up, get whatever you want. And really did enjoy the time there yesterday. Actually going to make a trip to Washington next week for a game as well as we continue to try and knock off all the ballparks. The problem with getting to all the ballparks is going to be those Midwest parks. Because it was easy to sell my wife on Miami and L.A. and San Diego and places like that. No interest on her part to go to Pittsburgh and Cleveland and Minnesota and St. Louis and places like that and Kansas City. So I don't know if I'll ever see the middle of the country, but at least... We got the outer edges done from Boston all the way out west to uh, to L.A. and San Diego and San Francisco. So really good experience. Enjoyed it. And uh, even though the Phillies won. Uh, oh, real quick. That's the other thing I wanted to mention. So I see a lot of these stories about the Mets, Nelson, Cruz, D.H. No, thanks. Now, I know yesterday was just one game, but I sat close. I watched Nelson Cruz yesterday, D.H. He looked like he's 40 and had no chance to even put the bat on the ball. 
Bad game, perhaps. But my goodness, that did not look another bull. Oh, my gosh. He's about to throw this guy across the ring. Crazy. Well, it's bull riding. All right, quick break. On the other side, just a moment on James Conn. Plus, we will get you to Boomer and Geo. It's a Friday. It's the fan. It's exciting. And then we've got a nice summer weekend for you. Whether you're first time, long time, or all the time, call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook. Better odds and favorable prices. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Right, welcome back. Mets win, Yankees win. Shocking. Another winner Friday for us here on the fan. Boomer and Geo coming up in just a moment. Al will be back on Monday real quick. And I know it probably deserves more time than just a minute or so, but the great uh, James Conn passed away yesterday, 82 years old. And what was interesting about it is, you know, when I think about him, number one, I mean, the only thing that I actually think about is The Godfather and his role as Sonny, who, to me, one of the greatest scenes in that entire, I won't even say three movies, because the third one, let's forget about. The first two Godfathers, one of the greatest scenes ever is when he just beats the living daylights out of his brother-in-law, who did what he did to his wife and his sister, obviously. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think of I think of Sonny and The Godfather, and of course, Elf of recent times, the one role that I never put two and two together and never realized that that was him was when he played Brian Piccolo in Brian's song, the story about Piccolo and Gail Sayers. Now, I actually watched, I read the book and I watched that movie. I don't know why, but I never realized that that was James Caan. But uh, very sad that he passed away at the age of 82. And I was reading the IMDM, IMDB, whatever the hell it's called, 137 TV or films uh, television shows or films that was on his ledger, including one that looks like he was a part of that's going to be released in 2023, which obviously we after his passing, but just a great legendary actor gone too soon. I know 82 owls say great run. You know what? It's never enough time when you're still active like he was and still working, but some of the greatest roles that you will ever see, none better than Sonny. Uh, in The Godfather. Boomer and Geo coming up in just a moment right here on The Fan. Hit it, Zoo. Now, 6 o'clock. WFAN and WFAN-FM and HD1, New York. An Odyssey station.